1: You're listening to
0: A Mamma Mia podcast From Mamma Mia, hi I'm Claire Murphy Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily Who doesn't love a sequel? Kissing Booth, Captain America. Okay, maybe not the cruel intentions or dirty dancing ones, but now we have a sequel that has never been done before. A completely unique situation. The impeachment of President Trump. We've just witnessed a truly solemn moment in American history. The House of Representatives has reached the threshold for making Donald J. Trump the only president of the United States to be impeached for a second time. A lot is going on in Washington right now. With the storming of the Capitol, the inauguration happening later this week, President Trump chucked off social media to name just a few. To find out what the hell is going on and why an impeachment matters this late in the Trump administration, we speak to Planet America's Chaz Lichidello to hopefully make sense of all the chaos. MOVE by Mamma Mia It's been quite a fortnight in US politics. President Trump on January 6 held a rally in Washington called the Save America March. It coincided with the tallying of the electoral votes that would certify Joe Biden's victory in the 2020 US presidential election. The current president used the occasion to stoke the fires already well lit among his supporters, telling them again and again that the election was a fraud that the media was actively working against him, calling for his supporters to fight for him.
1: After this, we're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you, to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women, and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them because you'll never take back our country with weakness You have to show strength and you have to be strong.
0: Trump's children had strong words for the crowd, as did his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani.
1: Let's have trial by combat!
0: (laughs) What happened next, while shocking for those watching and terrifying for those involved, for many came as no surprise. This is a CBS News special report. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We are coming on the air right now with breaking news because the U.S. Capitol has been placed on lockdown as angry protesters surround the building. We should note that the House and Senate have halted debate on objections to the Electoral College vote, and they have gone into recess. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez took to Instagram Live after the attack, saying she felt like that could have been it for her, seeing as she had been a target of Trump's in the past.
1: I had a very close
0: encounter where I thought I was going to die. I did not know if I was going to make it to the end of that day alive. And it is not an exaggeration to say that
1: many, many members of the House were nearly assassinated.
0: So what was Donald Trump doing while all this was unfolding? Well, he was reportedly watching it all happen on the telly as people from both sides of politics desperately tried to contact him. Anonymous sources at the White House say he eventually released the statement calling on his supporters to leave peacefully, but did so begrudgingly as he saw them as his allies, as those willing to fight for him. Since then, Trump has taken a few hits. The PGA Tour has taken their event away from one of his golf courses, Multiple social media platforms have decided now's the right time to silence the president, saying his words encouraged those men and women, many of them former military and former and current serving police officers, some of them on terrorist watch lists, to take the office for him by force. Those who have been identified are facing criminal charges. There were calls to have the president removed from office, a step his vice president, Mike Pence, wasn't willing to take. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi started the process of impeaching Donald Trump for the second time. Ten Republicans crossed the floor to support the move. Those Republicans now have armed guards following them after they received threats from Trump supporters. Other issues arose from the storming of the Capitol building, with some Congresswomen and men, after finding themselves locked in rooms with mask deniers, found they're now testing positive to COVID-19. It's been a messy two weeks, but President Trump will be president no longer in a matter of days. So why continue with this impeachment process? Chaz Lichidello is the host of Planet America on the ABC. Chaz, there seems to be two camps on impeachment 2.0 here, one saying Trump needs to be held accountable for his actions, and the other saying it's just a symbolic gesture that will only serve to further inflame the violence we've been witnessing in the Capitol. So why are we persisting with this now?
1: Well, it's possible for both sides to be right, and that is it's possible to have an impeachment that's worthwhile for various reasons, but at the same time, it not have a practical effect. And let me explain what I mean by that. They might do this because they just want to draw a line. Even if the impeachment trial ends up being a bit of a sham and we're arguing about the technicalities of whether you can remove a president who's already left, Congress might still want to impeach just to draw a line and say, this conduct, when I say by this conduct, I mean messing around with elections, not accepting outcomes, trying to encourage officials to break electoral laws, that kind of conduct is just unacceptable. And we want to say it's unacceptable, put it on the record, because the next guy along might use this as a precedent to do the same thing, even if, in that case, they haven't left office. So you don't have a situation where, in ten years' time, someone says, "Well, messing around with elections—that's okay." Trump did it; he got away with it, so I can do it. You want to draw a line and say that conduct is unacceptable. That might be why they impeach him, or they either have impeached him and try to undergo a trial, even if in the end it doesn't really work out how people want it to.
0: Well, let's talk about how it potentially can work out because he's being impeached while he is president. But by the time the trial starts, he won't be if he is convicted. What then happens, if anything?
1: Well, there are two things that would happen, even if he's no longer president, which, as you say, he wouldn't be. The first thing is he'd lose all his privileges, and ex-presidents have a lot of privileges, apart from the fact they still get paid even after they are president. They get paid the same amount, but they still get a stipend, and they still get office facilities, and they still get various forms of perk. But most importantly, the thing which people are concerned about is he wouldn't be able to run for president again. That would be the big one because I think we all know at this point in time that for the next four years, whether Trump intends to run for president or not, he's not going to go away. He might not be tweeting, but he'll keep on popping up on Fox News. He'll keep on speculating that he might run. And so he'll continue to be a kingmaker for Republicans unless he is out of the game. And so the Democrats, and some Republicans as well, might want to just get rid of him once and for all by disqualifying him from running in 2024. That would be the effect, if they can remove him.
0: Now, last time he was impeached, the conviction didn't happen. The Senate was a majority Republican at the time. That has since changed. But what will it actually take for Donald Trump to be convicted? Will Republicans have to vote for him to be convicted? How is that going to work?
1: It's a trial. So it's a case of being found guilty or not guilty of the article of impeachment. In this case, the article of impeachment is that he incited an insurrection. So it's not just we don't like the guy. They have to find him guilty of inciting an insurrection. Now, in order to remove him, they need 67 out of 100 senators to agree that he incited an insurrection. So that means the Democrats have 50 senators going forward. So they need, assuming they all vote together, they need 17 Republican senators to agree that Trump incited an insurrection. Now, I I should point out that a lot of Republicans say that that wasn't a very well-drafted article of impeachment, that they rushed it out and they impeached them for the wrong thing. A lot of them say the inciting the insurrection, while Trump wasn't very responsible it's hard to draw a direct line between his speech and the insurrection. That's what they say. You can agree or disagree. That Some of them say the thing that he did that was really bad was trying to get Mike Pence to monkey around with the Electoral College votes in the Senate when the Senate was counting the Electoral College votes. And also when he rang up, you might recall that secret phone call that was taped, he rang up the Georgia Secretary of State and told him to try and find votes for him so he would win Georgia. Now, some Republicans say that's what he did bad, but if they think that's the case, they won't necessarily vote that he's guilty of inciting insurrection. So I to be very specific. 17 Republicans say he incited the insurrection.
0: Republican Senator and the former Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, he has told his fellow Republicans that they should vote with their conscience on this matter. Do you think that means they've got the necessary votes to convict Donald Trump?
1: I think the fact that Mitch McConnell had the opportunity to hold this trial the day after the House impeached him and chose, rather than to declare an emergency session so they could do that, that he'd just go by the book, not hold an emergency session, and wait till Joe Biden was president before they held this trial, that indicates to me he doesn't think he's got the votes. Because if Mitch McConnell thought he had the votes, he'd want to cash them in as soon as he possibly could. Because most people agree Mitch McConnell was not actually a fan of Trump, and he would like to get rid of Trump if he could. So, Basic practice, basic political practices, when you get the votes, you cash them in because you never know when the situation will change. So the fact he put it off tells me he probably doesn't have the votes. And regardless of whether he says it's a conscience vote or not, I think he's trying to keep his skin out of the game because he thinks it will backfire if he commits too hard to the potential removal.
0: So you think it's definitely because he didn't think he had the votes and not because he wanted to affect Joe Biden's first hundred days in office?
1: Oh, I think that's an extra benefit for Mitch McConnell. I don't think he's sorry that this would mess with Joe Biden's first 100 days. I mean, it seems that the Democrats are talking about potentially doing a 50-50 split where they spend half their time during the trial confirming appointments for Joe Biden and the other half of the time are holding a trial. It looks like that's not going to happen and that's not possible because if one person objects in the Senate, that won't happen. So they're going to have to hold the trial of the time, which means Joe Biden will get no appointments for as long as the trial goes, whether it's a week or two weeks, which is going to set him back in a huge way. It means he just can't do anything while that trial's happening because he has no appointments. He has no cabinet. So I'm sure that's a fringe benefit that Mr. McConnell is enjoying. But I personally think if he had the votes, he would have gotten out of the way as soon as he could.
0: What happens if Donald Trump pardons himself? Does that have any effect on this impeachment process or the trial or potential conviction?
1: No, it doesn't. There is a lot of grey area when it comes to the pardon power. In particular, can the President pardon himself? But one thing that's black and white is in the Constitution it specifically says the pardon power does not extend to matters of impeachment. So he cannot pardon himself from an impeachment no matter what happens. There is a controversy out there potentially if he tries to pardon some of the insurrection guys, like the the guy with the face paint and the horns. If he tries to pardon him, some people argue that that is related to the impeachment because that's the insurrection that he is charged with inciting. That will have to go to court if he tries to pardon those guys. But he definitely can't pardon himself from an impeachment. There's no doubt about that. And I should say, by the way, when we're talking about Trump pardoning himself, just to be clear, he can only pardon himself from federal charges, which means the tax charges and the company charges that are hovering over his head in New York State and the potential electoral law charges that he might be indicted with in Georgia, he cannot pardon himself
0: finally, what do you think has hurt Donald Trump more? Being impeached for the second time, being booted off of Twitter or having the PGA remove its events from his golf courses?
1: That is a great question. That's a brilliant question. I'll tell you what I'm sure has hurt him the least is being impeached the second time. But being removed from Twitter or PGA, my God, that is like lopping off both of his limbs. My guess is that the PGA cut would have hurt him the worst at the moment it happened, but that the Twitter cut hurts him every single day. Every single day when he gets that urge, I feel like it's another little dagger in the heart. So I think in the long run, I think the Twitter punishment was the ultimate sanction.
0: The US is now at the proverbial crossroads. What will 75 million Trump supporters do with their leader dethroned? We will find out Thursday morning our time as new President Joe Biden is sworn in. And we will be crossing to our Washington Bureau Chief for The Guardian, David Smith, for the wash-up, which will hopefully not include an update on how the event was marred by the same type of violence we saw at the Capitol. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by Siobhan Moran-McFarlane and myself, Claire Murphy, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And have you caught the undone yet? M and Lucy are 20-somethings who as they say are navigating life without a GPS. And as they do, they discuss things like who is the worst type of asshole.
1: And she just opened up about
0: how she was struggling with like her mental health and things like that. And it was just so lovely to see someone who's so quite an introvert feel like they trust like the other five of us to tell the story. And then the minute she said that, another girl was like, like, oh yeah, I struggle with mental health every single day. (laughs) And just try to one, we always have that person who just tries to one up everyone else's life. Yeah. And that I feel like is the worst kind of art. That's pretty shit. Check out The Undone in your favourite podcast app today. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation.